Welcome to the Nifty Chicks and this week's episode of NF Tuesdays. In this episode, we bring you news, events, and a chat with Diana Richter, the head of marketing and brand at Consensus Mesh. Diana's deep understanding of high growth, early stage consumer brands helps champion global adoption and awareness of groundbreaking technologies in Web3 and DeFi. Let's do this. Happy Thanksgiving, Gen FT. Well, almost Thanksgiving. Uh, you are traveling this week, visiting family. And so we are not going to do the NF Tuesdays live this week, but we'll be back next week, uh, which I'm actually really excited for uh, because I'm going to be in Miami. Yay, yay. Yes, I am traveling. I'm actually in Connecticut right now. And for those of you that don't know, Connecticut is freezing right now. I am wildly unprepared and dressed, but um, that's okay. I've got some new sweaters that I've tackled on. But yes, this is a new background, new location. I'm I'm coming to you from Connecticut. Nice. Well, I, I hope that you uh, stay warm because, you know, we're used to this Puerto Rico weather. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'll I'll be heading to Chicago for the holidays. Not probably quite as cold as Connecticut, but um, I think it might be actually colder. I don't know. No, don't tell me that. I think it Uh, might be. (laughs) I hope not. So we wanted to bring you obviously this interview with Diana, but because we had such bad news last week, we thought we would try and and make up for that this week and only share good news. So should we go ahead and and discuss our good yes. news? Okay. Let's do it. All right. So I love this one. We've talked about Boss Beauties a lot on the show, and they announced their BB Impact to empower girls and women at the forefront of technology, leadership, and creativity. So I just, I love that Boss Beauties, you know, is leading the charge on this and, and helping women and girls find success in, you know, what is typically not a female, you know, heavy industry. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely, you know, it seems like every article that we talk about when it comes to Boss Beauties is them just pushing the limits of, of how much impact on the world they can have. And mm-hmm. this is just another layer of something that they're doing to, and, and what's like warms my heart is it's really focused around mentor, mentorship program and scholarships and, you know, education for women. And, right. you know, you and I grew up in the U.S. We're so fortunate that, you know, education was never even a question in our world. But there are places in this world where it is difficult for a female to get education, especially higher education. So. I just think it's um, it's beautiful what they're doing, and I just love the fact that they continue to push the limit and, and really make an even greater impact on the world, everything they do. So it's awesome. Mm-hmm. It really is awesome. So you can read, obviously, the full article on our show notes, uh, the niftychicks.io forward slash 130, where all the links to everything we talk about and all the Uh, Ways to connect with our guest will be there. Uh, But, you know, Boss Beauties has given over $360,000 to scholarships, mentorship programs, 
And, you know, they've worked with some amazing brands to help, you know, bring more exposure to what they're doing. I just, I think it's so cool. Uh, Lisa Mayer is amazing. Uh, she, you know, said she's proud of the global community of women and girls we have built. Now with the launch of BB Impact, we can continue our mission to support girls everywhere as they design the career and life of their dreams, which is amazing. And every That's girl totally should amazing. be able to, to do this. So totally um, amazing. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Um, and then I, I found this uh, today. I was, you know, forever scrolling on Twitter and uh, Ledger is doing a Black Friday special, which I don't think they normally do. But this Black Friday, you can receive up to $30 of free Bitcoin when you get a Ledger. Of course, this is while supplies last. Uh, but how nice is that? So it's they've got two different options here. If you get the Nano X for $158.96 US, you get $30 of free Bitcoin. And the Nano S Plus, which is a little cheaper, it's $84.28 US and you get $20 of free Bitcoin. Yeah, so, I mean, you. I tell you, with all that's going on in the world, I'm hearing a lot of people taking their assets off off any yep. exchanges or things like that and putting them into hard wallets. Like now is the time if you've thought about it, you've been on the edge. Now is the time to make that investment if you're at all worried about it, just because it's extra level of safety and security. Um, so I think this is awesome that they're doing that. I think this is a perfect timing in the world, in the world of crypto. Yep to be encouraging and incentivizing people to, um, you know, go, go this direction for that level of safety and security. So kudos to yeah. Ledger for, for doing that. They didn't have to, you know, I they know. didn't have to do I that. Know. I know. I would 100% be taking advantage of this if I hadn't already. I've got um, from my dead fellas Ledger um, combo NFT, whatever, um, I already have a new Nano coming. And then I actually got two passes there because Ledger and Deadfellas did this uh, partnership. So I think I now have like three Ledgers on the way. <laughs> Otherwise, I would definitely be taking advantage of this. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So Jen FT, you found this article and I, I love this because I personally, for those of you that aren't in the U.S., you probably don't care because Thanksgiving is not something, you know, celebrated around the world. But um, I always love watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and they're launching a parade metaverse experience. And yes. I think that's really cool. And then they're raising funds for big brothers and big sisters of America. So. Yeah. Yeah. So my understanding from this article is that they did this last year was their first year trying it. Oh, and this year they're, they're even they're going even bigger. So um, what I think is so amazing, because this parade is such a nostalgic moment for those of us in the U.S., because it's it is one of like the most televised things. It's like basically at the level of the Super Bowl. And um, it's hosted in New York City for those of you that you that don't know. And during Thanksgiving in New York City is freezing. And I lived not just uh, two hours away from this parade every year. And I just refused to go in because I was just <laughs> not going to bear the cold and the crowds. And here, right. you know, with their their um, 
kind of Web3 attempt to recreate it in a virtual world, you can go and experience it without having to freeze your butt off or deal with right from the the comfort of your home in your PJs, slippers. That's right. Yeah, I absolutely love that they're they're doing this. So you can um, on this, you'll you'll see um, if you visit this article on our show notes, you'll see the Macy's.com forward slash NFT will take you to the site. Um, and what I love is that you um, it's going to be fully accessible via desktop and mobile without needing a crypto wallet or nice. like complicated logins or VR headset. So they're really oh, this making is- it easy for people to, you know, test it out and see what a virtual experience is like outside of Zoom, which we're also used to. Right. And I I love that it is um, open for longer than just, you know, a few hours. So it starts Thursday, November 24th at 9 a.m. Eastern and ends Sunday, December 4th at midnight Eastern. And then it also gives you the opportunity to vote for your favorite project uh, with the winner set to become an in real life balloon for the 97th Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And the first 100,000 fans who vote will receive a free Macy's digital collectible. So that's that. that's super cool. Yeah. Yeah, this is super cool. I I'm- am definitely pe- going to tune into this. Yeah. And so it shows you a list of various partners, Boss Beauties being one of them. How cool would it be for a Boss Beauty, a massive Boss Beauty to be floating down New York City in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade next year? Like, I I love it. Yeah. So I'm going to definitely check it out um, and be voting for my in real life balloon for sure. Uh, Agreed. Agreed. Yay. This is so cool. So that's all we've got for the news this week, but we, you definitely want to stay tuned and listen to what Diana has to say. She, I, I just, I absolutely love this interview with her and she will most likely need to come back on the show because I felt like we could talk for hours. Yeah, no kidding. Very excited for every, for everyone to hear this, this interview. She's just amazing. So yeah. I say let's, let's do let's it. Bring her in. All right. Welcome to the Nifty Chicks, Diana Richter. The you are the head of marketing and brand at Consensus Mesh. So first thing I would like to, I mean, you have a very, very extensive background in marketing and have worked at some of the top agencies. Why don't you just give us a little bit of a brief background about where you've been and then how you made the transition into web three and, and how that looked for you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so going way, way back, I got my start in entertainment. So I worked at Endeavor uh, at the time known as William Morris, one of the largest talent agencies in the world. If anyone has seen the show Entourage, it was based on my experience and all of the agents (laughs) I worked with. I Um, love it. Yeah, it was pretty accurate. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I was there for three years and I worked in music. I worked in TV. I worked across all of our talent, um, booking them speaking engagements and special events. Um, But what was really great about working there was that it was all rooted in partnerships and collaborations and building the brand of the talent that we represented. 
And it was pretty clear right off the bat that that's what I was most interested in. And I knew I didn't want to be Ari Gold, uh, but rather <laughs> wanted to be able to build a brand. And that's what brought me to getting my MBA because I wanted to get a, a big marketing job at a luxury fashion house. For some reason, I thought Louis Vuitton was the future. Um, went to get my yeah. MBA, which now I feel like in Web3, I don't want to talk about, but here I am, uh, you know, talking about it for the world to know. Um, and it was during my MBA that I got the startup bug and I started working for venture backed direct to consumer brands, leading brand marketing and business development strategy, which all went back to partnerships. Um, did that. I worked for a company called Eloquy, which is a uh, plus size women's fashion brand that sold to Walmart. I worked for a company called Maisonette, and then I started consulting. I worked for Lyft, the rideshare company. I worked in healthcare. I worked in beauty. I worked in beverage. I had a bunch of clients. Everyone was really focused on partnerships, and I was I knew nothing about Web3. I wasn't looking for Web3, but I was trying to take my time while consulting to figure out what the full-time opportunity and what my next step was going to be. Um, had a friend who worked at Consensus Mesh. He reached out uh, to ask me to consult on an NFT project back in March of 2021 when things were really, you know, skyrocketing, going through the roof. Mm -hmm. Again, right. I had no idea what an NFT was. I had had a friend back in 2011 tell me to mine Bitcoin. I think we all have those friends. We all regret not listening to those friends. Mm -hmm. um, but so that's where I started my Web3 journey was potentially consulting on an NFT project, which was a very kind of backwards way to understand blockchain because I was purely focused on NFTs. Um, and then after a month of consulting on this idea, they at Mesh, which is how we refer to it, and, and externally, you know, Mesh is just easier. They were like, do you want to just run marketing for us? We've since uh, Mesh and Consensus split up, which I can speak to a little bit later, um, yeah. we don't have in-house marketing and we'd love for you to to run this. And I was like, whoa. Now I have to I have to learn about everything <laughs> because Mesh has 190 companies in our portfolio and it runs from DAOs to ZK privacy L2s to um, gaming to um, enterprise uh, permissioned blockchains to like all over the place, the entire universe of blockchain, mainly wow. rooted in Ethereum. <laughs> Um, so then I had to learn about a lot more, but I was like, wow, how can I say no to this? Uh, I'm, I really have an opportunity to build something and going back to my roots, which was all about partnerships. I'm helping an entire portfolio of founders. So sure. Market marketing is what like will call me. Um, but really I'm just here to figure out how I can elevate my new set of clients. That's our portfolio of founders. That's amazing. Wow. Um, yeah, that is quite the the journey, quite the background. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm like tracking with you. I'm like, wow, that you've already lived like numerous lives. And I love it. I love it. That's so good. You can tell. <laughs> no, no. I mean, that's impossible at your age. But so talk to me about because um, you just touched on this. So you're going to get to this a little bit later. I want to make sure that our audience understands really what consensus mesh is versus consensus and how that works. 
Yeah. So Consensus was founded in 2015 um, as a place for builders, individuals building across Ethereum to build and develop the blockchain. Uh, There were a bunch of incubated companies within the Consensus umbrella, um, a bunch of investments that were made. Um, We had a research and development team. We had an enterprise team. It was a huge organization. And I say we, even though I didn't, again, didn't know what Ethereum was. Um, Huge organization that made really, really meaningful contributions to Ethereum um, and had a rich history of incubation. And then in 2020, uh, and and, sorry, and part of that incubation was also spinning out projects. So a really early incubated company that spun out also equally early was Gnosis, the ecosystem that has now, you know, fundamental to, I think, anyone who's existing in a DAO with Gnosis Safe, um, Zodiac, which has a bunch of of Gnosis tools, um, the Gnosis chain, uh, and a variety of other incubated companies, Gitcoin and others that spun out. Uh, MetaMask, Infura, Truffle, those were also projects that sat within the incubated companies at Consensus. Uh, The company was quite big and we decided that we wanted to spin out the software stack, uh, which included MetaMask, Truffle, Infura. So those companies spun out and they spun out under the name Consensus Software Inc., now known as Consensus. Mesh, and therefore Consensus, the original Consensus from 2015, rebranded to Consensus Mesh, now just Mesh. So post-2020, Consensus is what most people have seen in the news in terms of big fundraising, everything related to MetaMask, and Mesh is where the 190 original investments that we've made sit. Our research and development team sits within Mesh, uh, our accelerator program called Tachyon. And then we still continue this history of incubation. So just within the last year, we uh, incubated and spun out. Gitcoin spun out in 2020. Decrypt uh, Media, which I'm sure many of your, your, your viewers have read, they spun out um, mm-hmm. earlier this year. Um, Virtue Poker, which is a gaming, uh, a poker-based gaming uh, uh, program, spun out. Liquality, a multi-chain wallet. We have a bunch. Um, And we're still continuing to incubate. So Mesh is really cool because we get to be uh, the very experimental, fun, uh, (laughs) not the consensus software isn't fun, but the kind of fun and innovative side Mm -hmm. of this broader meta mesh, as we call it, people who have like existed in our community going back as far as 2014, 2015. That's so fun. Wow. Yeah. I think like, (laughs) I think, I think Google has a similar kind of team, right. Where they have like a whole team dedicated to the extreme kind of forward thinking visionary type kind of projects and experiments and, that's always, when I always heard of that, I was like, that's where I want to be. That sounds like so much more fun. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we love, we love consensus software and they are doing incredibly cool stuff, especially we're actually, we're both playing with DAOs and obviously MetaMask is so fundamental to our ecosystem. The opportunities with MetaMask every day, 
there's new news. I mean, just down in, in DevCon two weeks ago, um, they announced MetaMask Learn, which I think is going to be a really great onboarding tool for people who are, are new to Web3. But um, it's it's pretty cool to be at Mesh and be able to uh, really focus on on DAOs as our area for for design and design thinking, which you know is still very nascent in mm. in Web three. Um, uh, you know, our research and development team is also really focused on identity and verified credentials and decentralized identifiers, and you know those developing those suites of products or whether it be consumer products or whether it be like the under underlying infrastructure that powers all of that will have huge implications for everything that a consumer is using now you know how how can all of these programs be in more interoperable how can blockchains be more interoperable i mean there's uh as, as i'm sure we all know we're we're only scratching the surface oh yeah yeah, it. it's definitely very early in in this Web3 world and NFTs and, and all that. So I, I'm curious because you have like, oh, we've been talking about your extensive background in marketing. And so now you are working with all, right, like a variety of different projects and helping them determine what is the the best path for them to go to market and, you know, I would love to hear what your thoughts are on, you know, traditional models and ideas for marketing versus, you know, how people are marketing in Web3. I, we talk about, you know, on the show a lot, or just in general about, you know, like some people, like as far as getting the marketing message out, where are you doing it? Are you on Discord versus like some people are so anti-Discord or, you know, Twitter or, so I, I would just love to hear some of what you guys are doing and, and what you're seeing working. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. I just was moderating a panel last week with a few now, fortunately, close friends who are marketers in Web3. I think we all find each other and create these communities because we're starved for conversation, even though we're going to conferences all the time. Um, it's such a... It's such a collaborative and supportive group in a way that I've never had at previous jobs, but um, or in previous industries, I should say. But to answer your question, I uh, I think it's really interesting because we all agreed that the number one most important thing is understanding your customer and your audience. And I'd say that when I joined, uh, which was you know April March of 2021, and then full time in, in June. Um, it was pretty shocking and astonishing how many projects just didn't care about customer research, um, you know, any kind of one-on-one -on -one customer conversations, surveys, et cetera. It was kind of uh, this philosophy of like, we're, build we're, the we're the audience, we're the customer, we know we're building infrastructure tools, which is where a lot of our uh, portfolio sits. Um, and therefore, we don't need to do that extra work to understand our consumer. Um, and hmm. and that's fine. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like, okay. that's fine. Yeah, no, it's like, that's <laughs> fine when you're like, only trying to get a 1000 people to use your right. product or your audience or only developers. But as we've seen with 
frankly, what NFTs have done for all of Web3, um, it's time to get to know your audience. So I think a lot of projects now, because they have the tools to be more consumer facing, um, and NFTs as an industry, I think have have, char- have led the way around there, uh, are much more focused on understanding who their audience is. What's interesting there is like, are there Web3 native tools to do that? And I don't think there are yet. Um, so right. that leads me to, to speak to, okay, like, is it Discord? Is it Reddit? Is it Twitter? Frankly, it's a lot of Web2 traditional mm-hmm. tactics to gain users. And I don't right. want to name names, but uh, <laughs> we have many, many, many companies that uh, I speak to frequently that, of course, naturally, they're like, oh, we're all about decentralization and we don't want to support FANG and, you know, we want to be independent. But you have investors that you have to be accountable to and you have to drive revenue and you have to show growth. And there's nothing wrong with relying on traditional tactics like Facebook, like Google paid search, like SEM, SEO, and other um, traditional tools to drive users. And so we're definitely seeing that. And there are agencies, I think there are a lot of agencies that I've seen that are performance agencies um, that offer all of those services, but then also can kind of think more organically and or web three natively in terms of like okay can we offer bounties is there like an nft that uh we can do giveaways with that will drive you know uh users is there um a way for us to think about targeting wallets you know all of that is being explored um but it's exactly that explored and not really there's no like playbook which is what i think is really cool yeah. yeah. So I, I have this is uh, I don't know if if you'll be if you'll be able to answer this or not, but it's something that I think about all the time, and that is so, you know, when you get like a random airdrop or you get like the DM in Twitter that it's like, oh, you're gonna sign up for this airdrop or sign up for whatever. I just automatically shut down, delete, block hide like it doesn't matter if it looks legit or not how do you overcome that I I mean is there a way to overcome that are you even attempting to do anything you know yeah it's fine I mean I can't I can't answer tactically I wish I could that that would help all of us right (laughs) right then I'd really be a billionaire yeah Uh, (laughs) who would have needed to mine bitcoin yeah Um, but uh because the same thing happens to me and frankly so many of these scams are convincing I mean I have many times almost scary trouble yeah it's scary knock on wood I I haven't yet but truly knocking on wood um I think that's where, and I and I speak to a lot of our founders about this. The influencer matters, like, mm-hmm. and and that's it. All rolls up to trust, right? So, 100%. what are going to be both like the structural and and the the infrastructure tools that will allow us to have greater trust and this ultimate, you know, dream of a trustless state? Um, but then 
influencers in Web3 really count. And so how do we uh, provide the tool? Like, how do we get beyond the blue check mark so that you know that this is somebody that if they're talking about a project, that link is going to be accurate? Um, but I, I also think that's potentially why right now events and IRL experiences are so valuable um, because discords and Twitter, um, it's just overwhelming. And it's so difficult to navigate that you just turn off. You're just like, I don't have time for this. But when you're in person, uh, and obviously, you know, you have to recognize that it's very difficult for a lot of people to, you know, who who can afford to go to Miami for for all of the NFT uh, events that are going to be happening? Look, time they to have Basel. they have yeah they have they also have an event like every month. I mean in right. Miami, it just right. in Miami. That's not even considering everywhere else. I mean, like yeah. we were talking before I hit record. I mean, I'll be in NF at NFT London. I know they just had uh, something in San Francisco. They wasn't there just something in Miami. Every every week, like, you're right. Every week, yeah, it's like there's constantly something happening. Right, right, right. So, so exactly. How do you even know what to prioritize? And then once you do know what to prioritize, how do you know what to go to? Mm -hmm. um, but I, but I think the role of individuals, I mean, frankly, like yourselves, uh, will become more and more important, and is one that I don't think can be, you know, automated or um, recreated uh via an algorithm and i think what we've seen and i'm sure you've encountered this it's like individuals when it comes to individuals collecting nfts the real the real collectors which i know um mint can i go mint or minty sell i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love i love Either mint so. as an herb <laughs> right right <laughs> yeah love i love two men i love mint but like obviously you have a like, a really exceptional collection you probably have communities, you have your personal telegram group or your personal discord chat, and you have the, your circle of trust. Mm -hmm. How do we extend beyond that? And I don't think we have the tools yet to do that. And there's a real opportunity to build there. And you're seeing a lot of projects that are starting to play with social media and like adding a social layer to your wallet. Um, or your collection, or um, just general trading. And I think it will be interesting to see how that might start to influence um, the market. But uh, I don't think I don't think we're there yet. I've also taken like up some, yeah. I, I feel like there's also, I mean, for me personally, I feel like there's also, like, for example, let's just talk about Instagram and being able to connect your wallet. I still have fear around that. Mm. I just connected my wallet to, it's called Clutch Wallet. I, I connected because I'm tr I want to win. You can win tickets to Miami, hotel accommodations, um, tickets to, um, oh my gosh, I can't think of what the name of it is, like Decentra or something like that. Um, but even connecting there, I was like, ooh, do I really want to do this? But I did it, you know, for the opportunity to potentially win. Uh, but they have the, there's a whole social aspect to that as well. And, you know, it's like putting your wallet out there. I mean, obviously you can see what I've got because these are all mine behind me. So I am 
showing, you know, I guess my hand to some extent. Um, but especially when you're new in the space, it's a, it's a scary place to be sometimes. And I don't know, you make one wrong click and it could all be gone, you know? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I have so many friends who, uh, have had that experience. I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see even having this conversation in six months, in 12 months, in 18 months, I'm a little bit skeptical as to what the mass user, you know, that everyone talks about the next billion user, what their experience will be like and what they care about. Um, Obviously everyone Mm -hmm. cares about their possessions and like your digital collection is are your possessions who cares if you can touch them or not and you'll want that kind of security um but i don't know how uh you know i i don't know how um kind of concerned they'll be at the expense of like not wanting to have things feel as we were saying interoperable easily accessible and just available like all of the hurdles that we go through. And frankly, I'll be honest, I don't go through nearly as many as I'm sure you guys do because I am more of that like later stage adopter. (laughs) Like I really am. And, And part of that is because I like sit across both worlds where I hear about all of these stories of people getting rugged and I'm like, I'm not even gonna risk it. You know, I'm gonna wait until everything is just like easy for me. Because I'm not going to spend like 30 hours. And so many people feel that way. Right, right. right. And, and, And so as a result, it's like, these are all of the barriers to real adoption and whatever it ends up being that, that we create. And so, um, yeah. So I think, I think that, you know, maybe those late stage adopters and, and the users that will be like our, our, you know, the people who come in a year from now, they don't, they don't necessarily care or it's solved for them and they don't have to worry about it. But I always think I'm like, at the end of the day, people are lazy myself. I say that because I am a person and I am lazy (laughs) and I want things to be easy for me. There is a reason Amazon exists. Amazon has one click. Right. Yes. Like hundred percent. Yeah. (laughs) And like, just acknowledge the fact that like, Oh, there is this constant debate, I think, and and we're seeing this more and more between like prioritizing like true decentralization and optimizing for like ease of use and adoption and where, like, what do you give up and what do you, um, and what do you, uh, and, 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 you know, yeah. Where's the compromise? Yeah. I think it's, um, it's a, a interesting battle like I am not a marketing person Minty Sell will say that I that's probably where I least uh can contribute into our conversations (laughs) it's just not my world um but I would imagine one of the challenges that you guys are faced with those that are marketing experts in this space is you know you have a pool of people who are the early adopters the us that are in in the space and it and you probably can come up with some creative ways to market to us right but there's the rest of the world that i imagine you want to tap and you as well as all the other kind of businesses and companies in this space 
And that's where I think that that's the, the bigger pool is like, I would imagine if I'm in your shoes, I'm like, okay, I'm going to target to this pool that's already here, but I'm not going to put most of my energy into that because I want to target really over to these guys. I just don't know how yet. Mm. Um, and then like, I, like you said, I mean, trust is going to be a huge component here that I think, um, who do I trust in this space? We were talking right before we hit record on doxing and the fact that Mindy Sell and myself are, are doxed. And, and I think, you know, the days in which people can remain anonymous are dwindling just because of the risks associated with not mm-hmm. being able to hold that person accountable when you don't know who that person is. And, you know, if they do something bad or if whatever, you can't, can't blast them because you don't know who that is. Right. So it's, um, I would imagine a really interesting challenge because, you know, that, that you're, you're faced with now because of the technology, the barriers of entry for the masses to hear. So talk to me about um, kind of where you are in that kind of uh, focus. Are you focusing on web three people? Are you focusing on the, the masses? Yeah. When I, well, for mesh, we're focusing on such deep web three people. Okay. Which is, so this is your sweet spot right freeing. now. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's, it's so freeing because, um, <laughs> be, because it's not, I mean, I don't want to say it's not as difficult. Of course there are always challenges, but, um, I, if I were a marketer trying to think about like the next billion, I wouldn't know where to start. <laughs> like, and I'd love Jeez. to brainstorm around it, but like, I would just, I would just keep saying, God, there are just too many friction points, too many friction points. Um, And I'd, and and that's why, you know, if I were investing, I'd be focused way more on infrastructure. Um, How do we eliminate as much friction as possible? Mm -hmm. Um, But at Mesh, I mean, when I joined, we, because, and I don't want to say because there weren't marketers there, but because the focus had just been on investing, 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 supporting our portfolios, um, giving them everything they needed, our portfolio companies rather, giving them everything they needed to grow. We hadn't really thought about who the mesh audience is for mesh as a brand. And that was the first thing I did. And, you know, originally, I think a lot of my partners and, and colleagues thought, oh, we need to, we need to be an onboarding tool for everyone. And it's like, well, is, you know, mesh investing in like 10 DAOs in the last year, really the way we're going to get like our, you know, cousins and our sisters and our brothers. Um, and I say specifically say not moms and dads, because I don't think we should even bother, <laughs> frankly, like, let's focus on like, you know, the generation that is actually going to be using this um, and these tools. I was like, that's the work of our portfolio company to focus on. And for mesh, uh, you know, we've been investing for so long. We sit at such like an epicenter of Ethereum specifically, but but now have extended to and, and really embrace a multi-chain world. Um, let's use the tactics and 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 speak in the language of our community. So that means, for example, like we really want to focus on content because we know our community appreciates and and wants long form thoughtful pieces of written content 
Um, so at Mesh, we're about to release a big, big deep dive on a portfolio company, um, exploring the entire ecosystem that they've built. Um, we're working on another deep dive with our research and development team. It's going to be a report on identity. Um, you know, that's where we want to focus our efforts. But obviously, that's not going to be it's not going to be useful for anyone who's trying to onboard in Web3 at all. <laughs> and I'm like, that's, I'm, we're okay with that. And, and, but so I get to, I get to use my experience in consumer marketing for so long when I talk to our portfolio companies, you know, when I talk to a company that's like, oh, we've really tapped the Web3 market. How do we expand? You know, what are the tools? What are the tactics? Who can we partner with to be more mainstream? Right. And that's exactly where I was going as you were talking. I'm thinking like partnerships are so huge, at least from what like I've been seeing, especially in more like NFT project related. Like I'm thinking about like Boss Beauties partnered with Barbie. So Barbie, you know, has this obviously long, you know, they've been around since what, like the 60s, I think, 1960s something. Yeah, I think. And um I mean, they have, everybody knows Barbie as a brand. And so them partnering and then taking that out. I mean, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens like when like the young girls now uh, in 10 years from now, like how I just, I feel like it's going to be like a completely different world. It's like basically like 1995 when the internet came out, you know, and fast forward, what? 25, 30 years, and and here we are in NFTs. I I can't even imagine. And I feel like also like time has accelerated, you know, like as like you think back to when the internet came out to now, it's like everything that's happening seems to be moving quicker than it did even, you know, back then. Um, so how are how are you guys like what are you doing with events? And is has anything like changed as far as like what event you're going to, how you're deciding, you know, to, to be a part and participate in events. Yeah. Uh, so because I've been in the space for a little over a year, I, and I work in marketing and my job is to talk to people and I really like talking to people too much. Um, (laughs) I've been to like over 15 conferences or events all over the world. Um, and I'm totally exhausted. I just got back Friday night from uh, on the 28th from my last one. Uh, and already I have a flooded inbox of like, are you going to Miami for, mm-hmm. for all of this stuff happening in Miami? This go around. Are you going to this? Are you going to that? Are you in Lisbon? Um, oh, yeah. I'm taking but- a step back <laughs> personally. And the way we decide on what we're going to go to, because it is really important for mesh to to be present um because if our portfolio companies are there we need to be there any way we can support like at the end of the day i work in customer service a hundred percent i've always worked in Mm -hmm. customer service and Mm -hmm. i love that and i like really want to embrace that approach so um so we always just make sure that we have some coverage uh unfortunately so miami coming up 
uh, I have plenty of colleagues who will be there. And, and we have a lot of portfolio companies who are doing incredible things. Mona, which is, I don't know if, if you've heard of them, but they're an amazing uh, company that graduated from our accelerator program, Tachyon. They are creating metaverse experiences and selling those metaverse spaces as NFTs. Uh, they're cool. doing a really cool um, installation, physical installation with a few partners that they are then powering the metaverse experience. Um, yeah. NFT Now is going to do something huge. I'm sure you guys have spoken to the NFT Now guys. Uh, they're going to be doing yeah, a huge, I have not, huge but thing. Oh, yeah, really yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. Um, Alejandro, Matt, Sam, great great such great energy great guys um they're doing something really impressive i think they're partnering with christie's which is going back to the partnership thing a perfect example like that i mean that's textbook and also the fact that it continues they did something with christie's last year in miami they're doing something again with Mm -hmm. them this year um so we you know we we always have representation and it's about you know how how much of our community is going to be there and how can we support our portfolio. So yeah. you know we hit the big ones, DevCon, NFT New York. We did a big or NFT NYC. We did a big mesh event during NFT NYC for our community, which was really successful, called Ethereal Assembly, um, which was meant to kind of act as like a break from all of the panels um, and bring individuals who are really leading the charge and whatever space they're building in to, to talk about big ideas totally off the record and unpack problems and build solutions and, you know, have, have real um, conversations that I think you don't get an opportunity to have at a lot of these panel driven mm-hmm. events. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll see, I think our next big one is going to be ETH Denver. I don't know if you guys go to that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. So I actually, uh, I just moved from Denver. Uh, nice. So I have been to eat Denver a few times. Yeah. It's, that is, it's actually one of my favorite events. So if you haven't been before, it's definitely, it's interesting. It's, it's a total, for me anyway, it's a total change from a normal event conference. Oh, really? Just because mm-hmm. of the scale, it's so huge. Um, it, I wouldn't even say it's that big. Um, I'm not sure how many people attend, but it's just different. It's more like getting like down and dirty with yeah. what is like builder. I mean, there's like builders everywhere. People are, it's a competition. So they're like so cool. pitching, pitching different ideas of things that they're working on every, I mean, like the last time I went, it's been a couple years ago, but just some of the ideas are amazing that people are working on and, you know, they just are really trying to change the world. And it's just, it's a fun event. It's a fun event. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we my, go fr- to my a- friends actually help put it on. So. Oh, amazing. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. We go to a lot of those like builder focused events because mesh is, yeah, that's like who we're trying to speak to. Uh, NFT NYC, we're excited about, and we've we, you know we've done events around because we're mainly New York based. Most of the right. team is New York based. It's kind of our home turf. But all of the other NFT related, like NFT London, NFT LA, I just saw Eric from um, Eric Calderon from Artblocks is is one of the keynotes, and he's the greatest. And we're huge, huge fans of everything Artblocks does. So you know. 
the, those conferences, the NFT focus conferences, I think are great for the local communities, but mm-hmm. not, we can't hit every single one. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to happen. Yeah. So I just want to say thank you so much for being on. I feel like we could talk to you for hours and I, I definitely think like we have you back. I, there's just so many things I feel like we can discuss about what's going on that, you know, could be helpful to our followers. Um, so I, in closing, I just want to say, will, will you share with everybody what's the best way to like stay in contact with you? Where can they find you? Yeah, I'm on Twitter. My my lonely self and my very few followers, <laughs> Diana Richter H, um, R-I-C-H-T-E-R-H. And Mesh is on Twitter as well, Consensus Mesh, Consensus with a Y. Um, and reach out, DM. We're, I'm around, Mesh is around. Typically it's me responding on behalf of Mesh. We do it, we do, we do everything here uh, and would love to connect. Yes, perfect. I love it. And don't you guys ask what NFTs are like? I feel like before I heard in one of the episodes I listened to, you asked like what what's the favorite NFT in your wallet or something like that. Is there like a speed round or did I make that up? I mean, we have asked that question, but we definitely have. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I have to prepare. But now, now I now I need to know. What yeah. is your favorite NFT? Have, you don't have I any have like NFTs. Five. No, no, no. I have NFTs. I have NFTs. The one I want, I want a squiggle, my dream NFT. Uh-huh. I can't afford it yet, but yeah. the squiggle is, is really yeah. what I want. I'm a I'm a member of I sit on fingerprints DAO on behalf of Mesh. I don't know if you guys are familiar with fingerprints. Mm-mm. Not, no. I haven't heard oh, that they're one. amazing. They're a collector DAO. And I know we are wrapping up, but now I go on a tangent. And this is what we should <laughs> Well, next time we'll talk about it, but Fingerprints is a collector DAO. They have the largest collection of autoglyphs and a really impressive collection of generative art. Um, and because I studied yeah. art history way back in the day, yeah. uh, really excited about the way they approach their collection and their curation. Um, and so I've become really excited about generative art and that those are the NFTs I want. No, the NFT I have, I, I have a little Dream DAO. I don't know if you're familiar with Dream DAO, but they have a Skywalker NFT. Um, Dream DAO is a is a, or a, a a community that empowers young individuals to be more civically involved. They have a fellowship program for um, their cool. their participants and kids who are all over the world. Really impressive organization, um, and supporters of the DAO get a little Skywalker NFT. So oh, I like those cool. NFTs that connect me with a community like that. I love it's so it. it's yeah. so funny talking to you because I fe- I mean I feel like Jenna T and I are pretty well versed in like what's out there and what's happening, but it's like you're saying all these things. I'm like I've never even heard of that, and <laughs> that's why this world is so. It's so vast, like it's mm-hmm. impossible. You can be immersed in it like all day, every day, and still oh, be yeah. missing out on so much. So, and we all have to let it go, right? Because, right? Because I think for you guys who have been in this space for so long, you're used to knowing everything because you're so early, mm-hmm. and it's like it it gets it is like oh. We can't know everything and oh, there are different yeah. communities and it's okay that I'm not a board ape fan and I don't want a board ape. That's okay. That's for somebody right. else. 
That person right. might not be into art blocks and the squiggle, crummy squiggles. Yeah. Fine. We all yeah. just love each other, you know, as supporters of Web3. Exactly. So true. Yes. So true. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Well, thanks so much, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Diana. Right. This is awesome. Thank you. All right. Wow. She is so amazing. And not for nothing, selfishly, I'm so glad she cleared up what was the difference between consensus and consensus mesh. So awesome. I feel like uh, I've learned a lot from her. She's just incredible. I can't wait to continue following her and hopefully have her back on the show, maybe. Yeah, agreed. Um, and I, you know, for me, it's all about the marketing. You know how much I love marketing and, and all that comes with that. And so it was fascinating to hear some of her stories and and things that they're they're doing in that space. So Gen FT, obviously, you know, as we said in the beginning, we're not doing the live NF Tuesdays today because we're out of town for the holidays. And then next week, I'm ex super excited for our show because we're going to attempt, let's fingers crossed, attempt that um, all goes well and we get to do a live show from Miami where I'll be attending various events for Art Basel. And I don't know if they're calling it like NFT Miami week or something. I mean, I feel like it needs to be called that. There's so many events happening. So yeah. yeah. Tell us, tell us, cause I know you've got a, quite a rundown. Like yeah, I, I have a whole list of yeah, things. For all of our listeners events. that are going to Miami, where can they find you? Yeah, so I know I'm going to be at Decentral, which is November 28th and 29th, um, and that is at, I believe it's the James L. Knight, it's the convention center in downtown Miami, and then there's Miami Web 3, and that's November 28th through 30th, so I'll probably, you know, kind of go back and forth to both of those. Um, I'll definitely be at Miami Web 3 on the 30th. Uh, and then that is at, I believe, the Intercontinental Hotel in downtown Miami. There's a couple other events that I'm still debating uh, if I'm going to get there or not. And that's like there's a Women in Web 3. There's a Metaverse Miami. There's I think there's this NFT Miami, but I'm struggling to find that one online. But the one that I'm most excited about, Gen FT, and that this was like the make or break as to whether I went to Miami and that's the wow gala on yes. December 1st. Um, so you do have to, you know, own a wow or wow G and you had to get registered. So if you haven't done that, I think it's, I think it's been, I think it's closed now, so it's too late, but hopefully if you own a wow or a wow G, you got signed up and got registered and I will see you at the gala. Oh, that is so exciting. I'm so jealous. Yeah. I want you to take pictures, share uh, share them on social. Cannot wait to chat with you next Tuesday live yeah. from the event. I know. It's going to be so much fun. It's I can't wait. So yeah. Well, so speaking of socials, of, of course, we need you, want you to follow us so that you can stay up to date with what we're doing. And you can find us at the Nifty Chicks. That is the Nifty N-I-F. T-Y Chicks, C-H-I-C-K-S. And you can find us on all the socials there. That's right. And as always, thank you so much for listening to the Nifty Chicks. Always remember, invest in yourself because you are worth it.
Please listen carefully to the following disclaimer. Neither the host nor the guests of the Nifty Chicks podcast are acting in the capacity of financial advisors. We wish to remain transparent and impartial to the NFT community at all times, and therefore, the content provided by the Nifty Chicks hosts and guests are intended for general information purposes only. Nothing written or discussed by the Nifty Chicks hosts and guests should be construed or relied upon as investment, financial, legal, regulatory, accounting, tax, or similar advice. Nothing should be interpreted as a solicitation to invest in any cryptocurrency or NFT, and nothing herein should be construed as a recommendation to engage in any investment strategy or transaction. Please be advised that it is in your own best interest to consult with investment, legal, tax, or similar professionals regarding any specific situation and any prospective transaction decisions. You must do your own research when considering investing in cryptocurrencies or NFTs. We are simply sharing our journey with you as we learn more about the world of NFTs. Happy minting.